Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to 3C Amplified. I'm your host, Jacqueline DeStremps, here to highlight the businesses, nonprofits, and individuals collaborating to amplify their impact in the community. This series is sponsored by Another Hand Advantage, where I create marketing strategies for community-minded small businesses and nonprofits to fit your schedule and your budget while making your brand stand out in front of your audience. Today, joining me in the studio, I have OEA Waddell, CEO and founder of Hustle Phoenix, and David Cady, Director of Partnerships with Virtuous CRM. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you, Jacqueline. We're super happy to be here. Yay, that's great. Yes. So excited to have you both in the studio today. Um, Oh, yeah, you you missed out on this part of the conversation. Before we went on air, I was actually sharing with David that um, I first heard of Hustle Phoenix, actually, I guess maybe two years ago or so, um, and it's been on kind of my... Uh, podcast bucket list to have somebody oh, from your organization on the show. So when I was introduced to David and I said, who would you like to be on the show with? And he said, I want to be on the show with OEA from Hustle. I said, yes, yeah, <laughs> this Thank is you. perfect. That's so awesome. I know how that all how, how that all works out. Um, so tell me, I'll, I'll start with you, OEA. Tell me a little bit about um, yourself and, and Hustle and how you got started with uh, Hustle Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, so Again, my name's Oye Waddell, so thank you again for having me on the yeah. show. Uh, I started Hustle. Hustle has been a, a, it's one of those things that, you know, how something that's on your mind or a thing or a business that you need to start for a very long time, but you just said, okay, I, I'm going to get to it one day. And that's kind of what happened <laughs> with Hustle. I had an opportunity. I grew up in inner city Los Angeles and uh, I saw a lot of my friends growing up hustling and, and how they, they uh, the term essentially when you... We use that word hustling, especially in a negative connotation. It means to take away from community or to do things, to do business in an illegal way. And so watched a lot of my friends and family hustle. And I said, you know what? Um, what if there was a way to do it differently? What if, what, what if there's a way to do it? Hustle different. Hustle for the common good instead of hustling to take away from community. And so I, um, <clears throat> at the age of 14, I remember uh, walking in my neighborhood and one of my friend's mom asked me for uh, illegal drugs, and I knew, okay, <laughs> th- th- this is this needs to change, right? Uh, my community is not doing well. Yeah, and uh, you know, when you get, come of age as a teenager, you just you just start to see negative things, and uh, the world kind of opens up a little bit. And I was like, I want to do something to change it. And so from there, I've always had the idea of hustle, and essentially, our mission statement is to empower men and women with the intellectual, social, and financial capital to start businesses that glorify God and serve their neighbor. And so it's very intentional about how are we looking at people um, in urban inner city communities and giving them the opportunity uh, to not only grow and develop, but to help themselves, essentially. Uh, and so we, one of the things that we talk about is when, when you start a business, it's not only helping yourself, but you're helping your immediate family by providing opportunities for the family, but also the broader community by providing job opportunities uh, for the community, um, because when you start a business and you grow that business, you need to hire people, mm-hmm. and you're contributing to the, the greater the community. Uh, so we see that uh, as our mission and our vision, and we want we want to change the city through helping folks start businesses, uh, particularly in urban inner city communities throughout Phoenix. That's awesome. 
And how long ago was that then when Hustle opened its doors? Yeah, so we opened our doors in 2013. We mm-hmm. officially got started in 2014. Okay. It took a while. When I first came up with the idea, a lot of folks around the city were like, man, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to invest in who and why. Yeah. Right? And so, but I, I you know, I kind of stayed with it. It's, you know, like every entrepreneur, a lot of people tell you no in the right. very beginning, and then you kind of have to prove them wrong. And keep mm-hmm. plugging away and keep pushing until it works, yep. right? And so it's that tenacity that I think not only myself but my staff has to be able to say, hey, no, we have some amazing opportunities for people to develop and grow. And, uh, and we want to get behind them yeah. because there's a lot of hustlers out there, but they don't have the resources to be able to support them. And we want to be that resource for them. Right. Yes. Great. And David, a little bit yeah. about, tell us a little bit about um, Virtuous CRM and uh, kind of your involvement with the company. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for having me yeah. on. And I love to hear Oye's story all the time. And a uh, little bit about Virtuous. Um, Virtuous is a software company. We are built just to serve the nonprofit world. Um, and so we make software that focuses on marketing and fundraising and outreach, really with the whole goal and our purpose is to help build better donor relationships. And Especially in today's world, it's it's a it's a very busy, very interconnected world, um, and if your message doesn't get across, it's going to get lost. Mm-hmm. And and especially with nonprofits, and you think about the communities and the donors who are a part of that, they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. It's it's a it's a big part uh, of, of what they want to do. And and when they don't feel connected, when they get impersonal communications, when they feel like they're at arm's length. Uh, right, they start to get dissatisfied, and and then you know ultimately, uh, life takes its course, and y- you you get distracted, and there's just other things that come in the way. And so, virtuous, our goal is how do we help nonprofits build those relationships and do them in a way where uh, the software can do a lot of that work. So guys like Oye can actually focus on their mission, mm-hmm. uh, focus on doing what he loves. Um, especially um, in, in the way he serves. So that's a little bit about us. We're, we're based here in Phoenix. We've been around for a little over five years. We love this community, um, uh, just especially just the generous nature of the, the Phoenix community. We, we love being a business here in Phoenix. Great. And so one of the one of the things I wanted to kind of start off the show with is I'm sure that there is somebody out there, more than one, I'll say, who's saying, oh, CRM. Okay, I've, I've heard of that. I knew it was software. I know it's something. What is it and why do I need it? And it's specifically a nonprofit. Why? Yeah. Again, maybe there's a nonprofit out there thinking, oh, yeah, I've heard that other businesses have that. But why would I I need that as a nonprofit? Yeah, I mean, it's a big world. If you go and just Google <laughs> CRM, yes. you're probably going to have 48 pages of results and they all look and sound a little different. I mean, at the end of the day. A CRM is really there to help you store and capture information on either your customer base or your donor base. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, though, and what's happened in the software world now is everything's starting to get really specialized, focusing on industries, focusing on the things that we can do to help. And so uh, a nonprofit, especially, right, the reason donors are giving is because they want to feel like they belong. And it's a very relational mm-hmm. thing. And so if you're um, at a certain point, right, you you run out of capacity as a human being to manage relationships. You can only be best friends with so many people. And so it's really important, one, just to know who your donors are. Um, what makes them tick? How, you know, what are they passionate about? Where have they given to? Uh, are they volunteers? You know, um, who are they in the community? And then when you have that, then you can really create more meaningful personal experiences for them because they all care 
about different things in different ways and want to be engaged. Uh, and knowing that's so important, it's why uh, relationships matter in the nonprofit world. And, and so when you have a system that's focused on that, that helps you kind of exponentially grow by keeping those relationships at the, at the center of everything you do. Right. So as you mentioned, you said you love hearing the story of Hustle and how that yeah. got started. So um, do you want to you want to share a little bit about when did the two when did the two of you meet or the, your two organizations meet and how did that come about? And and tell me a little bit about where that how that growth happened. Yeah. Where well, do you want to do that one? Yeah. I can, All right. I'll start and you can finish. All right. Let's go. Yeah. So. Yeah, I learned about virtual so a while ago. I think when you all first started. Yeah. And uh, we officed in the same office building. Okay. And uh, so <clears throat> I got to uh, learn a lot about virtuous from the very beginning. And so it seemed, um, I think in the beginning, we were so small. I think uh, <laughs> I think virtuous wasn't a good option for us at the time yeah. because, you know, we were like, we were so small, we didn't have many donors. Uh, but as we grew, and obviously, Virtuous has grown also, too. I think it's been a great um, uh, relationship manager for us, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, because the things that Virtuous can do, even with marketing, right? Yeah. So we talk about, like, about the donor and being able to obviously capture information and be able to follow up and, and grow with that donor and be able to fi- figure out, you know, the, sometimes that we know uh, exactly when birthdays are, all these mm-hmm. things that, mm-hmm. you know, it takes to actually run and really kind of take care of your donors. Um, CRM and Virtuous is able to do that. And it's just at the tip of our fingers, right? Just, right. I open up my computer and I see all everything. Yeah. Right. And so that's helpful, especially when, you, when you're limited on time and you're doing many different things and wearing different hats to have a, a, a CRM that could do a lot of different things, including marketing. Right. Um, yeah. So I, we can tell who opened what email and when they did and mm-hmm. how, when is the last time they give, gave and how are they connected to the overall structure of, uh, of our mission and things of that nature. All those things that Virtuous can do helps us to be more efficient yeah. in how we grow and develop our, our workflows and serve the community. Yeah. yeah. And it cuts down on the number of sticky notes you have in your desk. That exactly says, right. Call this person. <laughs> you know, oh, they mentioned their birthday. I got to make a note of that. Because yep. <laughs> those are things that I think we all innately know is important for us. Like, hey, we want to grow this relationship with this person. We want to learn more about them. We want to remember these things. But like you said, it gets to a point where, you know, when you've got a spreadsheet of five or six donors, that's pretty easy or maybe even 15 or 20. But once you start getting past that, it's, you know, the spreadsheet gets a little too (laughs) cumbersome. (laughs) And it's not as simple for everybody to be a part of. Then when you start growing your team or you're wanting to look at it from somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. And I also think, sorry, David, I just want to yeah. also think the ease of using it too. Right. And I, I know I'm on here with Virtuous, but I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll slip you a 20 after. <laughs> I appreciate that. Lunch will be good too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like in all seriousness, there's a lot of uh, donor uh, CRMs out there mm-hmm. that are for nonprofits that are extremely difficult. Yeah. I mean, you, you literally need to hire a person just to keep up. Just with, to keep up with your CRM. With the CRM to be able to teach people how right. to use the CRM yeah. and yeah. To, to navigate it. But Virtuous is it's a very easy kind of plug and play. You know, we do their, their webinars and things that you need to stay up on in terms of uh, keeping uh, up to date with the new things that they're adding to the mm-hmm. software. But for, for the most part, we can uh, essentially onboard somebody with that CRM within 30 to 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, wow. And they can just get going and, yeah. and, and start navigating. So I think that's, 
a huge plus, especially again when you're doing so many things right. as an organization and trying to do trying to serve so many people. Yeah. You need something that that can be used with ease, but but also excellence. So, yeah, because you didn't yeah. you didn't start a nonprofit so that you could market your exactly. nonprofit. <laughs> or you didn't start a nonprofit to manage to figure out how to figure yeah. out a CRM. Thirty days to figure out how to use a CRM. Yeah, <laughs> and that, I mean that's right. We want always time to be used for its highest and right. best purpose. Yeah. It's not you know jockeying spreadsheets. It's it's out there mm-hmm. with making human connections and and doing that um, so he can focus his time where it matters most. Uh, that's that's a big thing that we love. We love to see um, because we're super passionate about what Hustle does. Uh, I think even just a lot of our a lot of our team and our founder, we really know the power of having a community around you. Um, and when what Hustle does is they you know they find people with heart, uh, with passion and purpose, and bring a community around them. And I think when that's done, uh, it's just it's incredible what happens afterwards and give an opportunity to to folks who maybe don't have that network. Personally, myself, I've, that's been a huge part of my growth and my career is the network. It's the people around me right. that make the difference. And so bringing that to bear with people who have just such big hearts for what they do is so incredible. So we love that. And we love to make sure that OEA is just doing that. Focus on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't be stuck in the CRM. Yeah. So what makes you um, kind of stepping back then, The was virtuous CRM the main goal of the company when it started or, or was this just happened to be one of the products that came out of it or? Yeah. You know, so it's funny. So um, our founder, Gabe Cooper has been in the software world, the nonprofit world for about, you know, over 20 years and working in nonprofits and then also building software. And so we kind of saw this existential crisis about six years ago where there's a huge shift that's happened with the internet now where every single interaction you have with a business or a brand or and experience is trying to use data to personalize that experience. Mm-hmm. And then we looked at the nonprofit world, and a lot of the systems that were there were, were very much focused on transactions. It was just storing data, who's the donor, what do they give, and let's receipt them. And so they weren't able to really create those personal, meaningful experiences without, you know, maybe their top 10% of their donors. Mm-hmm. They got that that personal touch. And so we said, hey, there's this crisis of people expect this, and oh, by the way, when you give up your time and your money and your talent, that's one of the most personal things a person can do. So how much more so do nonprofits stand to gain from creating very personal experiences with their donors? You know, One, it's expected because it's everywhere now. But two, it's just inherently what they care about because of the nature of giving. And so that was kind of the genesis for Virtuous. And so, yes, we're a CRM. You store data. That's table stakes. But ultimately, we, we bring tools to bear like marketing automation, some predictive analytics, and other ways so you can know your donor and then make sure everyone gets a very personal experience based on what they care about. So that's, that's what drives us. And, and ultimately, we want to be you know, the, the company that can help affect change at thousands of nonprofits. And I think that was the genesis. We could do this at one nonprofit. Or we can we can try to do this across thousands, right? And I'm glad you mentioned then, so because when oh yeah, when you were saying how easy it was for you to use, I thought, okay, whoever came up with this or was working on it must have worked in a nonprofit yeah. and thought <laughs> because it really is it's a different you know it's a different mindset when mm-hmm. in very in many ways nonprofits and businesses are very much alike, and the difference comes down to you know how you're filing your taxes and where that money is going. But there are some things that, you know, are very unique about nonprofits that if you are coming from a business background and you're trying to create something for a nonprofit, you're missing out Mm. on something if you don't have kind of that inside 
information or that insider experience of yeah. working for a nonprofit and seeing what that day-to-day really looks like. And really, ultimately, it's, it's, it's less about closing deals and transactions, and it's building and maintaining ongoing relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's when nonprofits thrive. And so that's kind of the, the nuance there. Yeah. We want <laughs> systems that are relationship-focused right. and not just about closing a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got these great ways of managing these um, these donor relations. Then, uh, where's that? What's that money doing for Hustle? Tell us more about, I guess, the actual program that you have and what you're doing to help um, those entrepreneurs. Sure. So, the theme that I've heard David talk say was relationships, mm-hmm. and that's what we're about. In, in fact, one of uh, the things we say all the time is that the difference between wealth and poverty is relationships. Mm. It's about your network. It's about who you know. We've broken hustle down uh, in those three ways, essentially ideation, validation, and execution. And all of those, uh, those different stages of what we do are all connected to relationships. So the first one is ideation. We take entrepreneurs through this four-month kind of curriculum deep dive into helping them understand who they are and what will their business do for the world, right? And so really kind of um, unpacking the things that they have that are inside and saying, like, how do we put it in a paper? How do we put it in a business plan that you can execute? Mm-hmm. Right? And so the next stage is validation where we really uh, take that business and say, hey, you understand what you're doing. You have it on paper. You're moving forward. Okay, now how do you get people around you to validate the idea? And so uh, we usually choose about 20 in a cohort, and uh, we take them through six months of really field stripping and really getting down deep into that business and saying, okay, what do your financials look like? Um, how do you understand marketing and your marketing plans? How do you, uh, how's your legal structure, right? Um, <clears throat> all the way to understand, like, how do you pitch? Like, how do you pitch this idea? Mm-hmm. And not only in front of investors, but to your, your customers. And so all of those things, that takes about six months. And I'm this is a general overview. I mean, it goes way deeper than this. <laughs> but I think along the way, though, we have about 80 volunteers that are working with those entrepreneurs at oh, wow. different stages yeah. of that. So on a, uh, any given night, if it's a marketing night, we have about eight volunteers that are all running marketing businesses that are working with those entrepreneurs, helping them to, to create those marketing plans. And then, hey, how do you execute that marketing plan? If it's a lawyer, we'll bring in eight lawyers on a given night and say, hey, let's look at the contracts. Let's look, look at how your, your business structure. Um, so we, uh, if it's a person... <clears throat> that is gifted at sales. We're bringing a sales manager of people that understand sales and say, hey, let's talk about sales for th- this business and look at their sales plans and how they're moving and bringing revenue into the business, right? So it's very detailed, but it's really based on people, getting the right people with the right venture to really help their business grow. And then our last stage is execution. And that's when uh, it's a smaller number of entrepreneurs, but we have, we, but every entrepreneur in that in that execution phase, they receive a lawyer, a banker, a person in sales, marketing, operations, and risk management, and a personal mentor. These folks serve as a board for them for a year wow. and really dive into the business and really say, listen, how do we take this business to the next level? We know you've been working. You know, we know you've been tr- trying to grow your business, but how do we help you scale this business? Along with, we have a loan fund where we're able to loan money to the entrepreneurs too. So it's the intellectual, which is the training, the social, the people coming around the business idea, and then the financial, the money that we have from our funds to be able to infuse and and give them small business loans to be able to help them grow the business. And again, those loans are not based on credit or assets, but based on character. And uh, and so we really want to help those businesses grow. Uh, And if you have challenges, struggles, we're saying no. 
That's not what it's about. It's about how, how do we get the right people and the right systems behind you to help you grow and flourish. Right. So from start to finish, what we're looking at, what, uh, about a year, six months, as far as the, how lo- long they're involved in, in the program? Yeah, so some, it could be up to a year and a half wow. or maybe okay. two years, depending okay. on the entrepreneur. Okay. Right? But it's a process. Right, right. right. And it's not, I mean, and it's, I would say personalized then. Because exactly it's right. not like, hey, class is ending. You didn't pass. Exactly Next, right. you know, it, it really is. It's all about the relationship yeah. and the people. Wow. Right. So was this, the way that you have built the program, was that kind of your vision from the start? Or is, how has that evolved over the years? Yeah, it's evolved over the years because we, we first started with the education, right? When you talk, when you think about a, a business incubator and accelerator, it's all about the education. Mm-hmm. But we found that again, education is not enough, right? Like we can we can learn a lot of different things, but if you don't apply it, but not only apply it, if you don't have people walking alongside you to apply it, right. it's really hard to grow. <laughs> Right, because you're going to make mistakes, yeah. and you need people to bounce ideas off or say, "Hey, look, I made that mistake before. I went down that road. This is the way. How, why don't you think about this?" Right, and so I think one of the things that sometimes, as I just think, as privileged individuals, I consider myself that we we forget how many people along the way helped us mm-hmm. to get to where we were, were or get to where we want to be. Right, right? we forget about that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think, "Hey, it was just me." I did everything myself, <laughs> and that's not true. Right. Like from what the families we're born into to the community that we have to the social networks that we have, everything shapes us, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to think if in a lot of uh, urban communities, if they don't have people that are lawyers or business folks or, or marketing folks around them, right, they can ask questions to just on a coffee or just sit, sit down at the house um, or wherever they are, right? If they don't have these casual conversations, mm-hmm. Where do you get the information from? Right. You may have to pay for it, and you may not be able to afford it, mm-hmm. right? And so we work extremely hard in saying, hey, we need to bring the right people in the room to get these relationships built and these uh, relationships growing so the entrepreneurs can feel like, hey, I have support. And I know, um, again, if I come up against a tr- challenge or a struggle, I have somebody there that can answer my questions and help right. me move my my business for. Yeah, it is true. And, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, when you were first starting off your business and perhaps you're just starting it on your own, a lot of times you do feel like you're kind of in that silo uh, or you may just think that your only support is, you know, maybe you join a Facebook group or there's somebody, mm-hmm. you know, online or on social media where you're like, oh, well, I'll ask in this group or I'll, I'll go over here and ask. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to maybe crowdsource some information. But like you said, to really build those relationships and those connections and like you had described it as having them kind of walk alongside you makes such a, a big difference. And if you don't even realize that there are people out there who are willing to do that, then um, it makes for a very short-lived entrepreneurial dream um, to just have the idea and then not see it go, you know, go into fruition if you can't bring those people into your life. Sure. You know, I think Stanford did a study not too long ago, and they they did this study on ventures, and they kind of compared a venture that was just a solo entrepreneur Mm -hmm as opposed to an entrepreneur that had a founder and people around them. Yeah. And you, you, they almost, you, it was like a massive difference yeah. to the success of that venture and to how far that venture went. And so I think barring the market needs the product or service, when you have the right people around you, you can, the sky's the limit. 
Yeah, and I think it's interesting. I mean, we we probably take for granted today. It seems like we have a lot of resources, right? With the internet and all this, we take for granted how we are still a product of the systems that we're we're in, and mm-hmm. and, and we do need people to come alongside us and to uh, to invest in us. And um, I think we we maybe again take that for granted because you know we we have access to information on our phones, the internet, but that's different than someone who's a trusted advisor who can come alongside you and. Uh, I think we take that for granted a lot. And I love that Oye, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think when we have a, a conversation about equity, I think that sometimes that mm. makes people nervous, right? Like, man, equity, the, let's not talk about fairness. And, and what I say is like, listen, <clears throat> when you think about just the networks that people in, in communities have that are massively different than other folks, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes a huge, massive difference just to the opportunities that you, like, for example, you think about funding opportunities. You're starting a company, I know. Uh, if you're starting a company and you're thinking about, hey, where can I, you know, who can I talk to that can invest in my business? You need a network for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a network, you won't receive capital for your mm-hmm. company, right? And so right. Uh, you need to network. You need to have kind of trusted relationships mm-hmm. to be able to grow and develop. And like you talked about that pitch too, that's so in- important. And how are you uh, in a, this day and age where everybody wants, just give me all the information as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get that? In- how do you share what it is that you're doing or what your idea is in a kind of a concise manner that's going to bring alongside you, whether it's a donor, if you're a nonprofit or a um, investor, if you're starting a business. Um, so helping having that, that option too, for people to, like you said, learn about just even sharing, sharing their idea sure. and getting it out into the world in a way that makes sense um, and kind of brings those people into them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about kind of that relationship management mm-hmm. then. Um, so with that, with like a, a product like the CRM, what kind of walk us through a little bit about what does that look like? So somebody, yeah, somebody makes a donation where, how, how is that information? What information is important and, yeah. and what, how is that built upon? Yeah. And I think, you know, even kind of looking at how the world is today and a lot of the nonprofit fundraising, right? Um, there are some incredible nonprofits out there who are really pushing the envelope. But for by and large, we see about 76% of nonprofits after that first time gift comes in, those donors walk out the back door and never come back. Yep. And it's really difficult to keep them engaged. And so we believe that part of that is you're not able to really, one, thank them. Right away. That's a very key part of, of thanking immediately after a gift. But then um, donors want to be a part of something, right? They, they give to hustle for very specific reasons. And so one, um, being able to track data like, well, what, how much did they give? Maybe you have a couple different projects. You're maybe you know, raising money for a school or for digging wells. And so tracking where the gift went to. Then Virtuous does some other cool things, too, where we can look at location data. Are there other donors or givers who are around them? Maybe there's some volunteers. Are they in the same neighborhood? We can pull through social data to look at things like, you know, what, what other things do they like? How are they connected? Are they fairly influential on social media? Uh, and then we look at other things. We can use some wealth analytics. And Virtuous takes all that data to help you kind of figure out, okay, what makes this donor tick? Um, and then once we know somebody really well, and a good example might be, hey, I might be a poor college kid. I don't have a hundred bucks to my name right now. And so we don't want to ask right him or her for a hundred dollars. But uh, if we could use data really well, we might figure out, hey, they're a pretty active 
uh, pretty active on social media. They've got a really large Twitter following. Or maybe they're a pastor and they're well-connected within their congregation. So the better ask would be, hey, for your college students, hey, can you talk about or tweet about our next Mm -hmm. fundraiser? Maybe you can uh, be a voice piece into the community. Give how they want to give and what their superpowers are. So first, it's figuring out, like, what makes them tick? And a lot of that is the data that you're collecting, piling on data from outside as well. And then even starting really simple, right? Just make some basic segmentation in your donors. Just make sure everyone's getting a thank you. Those things make a big impact. But then ultimately, it's how do we figure out who they are? And then when we know who they are, it's making asks that are a little bit more specific based on how they'll respond. And and, and again, it's knowing to do that, you have to know who they are first. And once you run out of headspace and you don't have all that information in your brain, because uh, you can only be so best friends with so many people, right. uh, then that's where tracking and storing data becomes important. And then a system that actually lets you take action on that data, use it, is is really critical. Right. Um, I love that what was taken into account was, like you said, um, the specific ask, because one of my, you know, big pushes is um, for nonprofits and um, and well and, and on the business side of things but for nonprofits is, is don't always think that they're only a good donor if they have money to give because mm-hmm. there's there's so much more that somebody may have to give yes they may not be able to sponsor your event at a five thousand dollar level that may not even be of any interest to them like Mm -hmm. i don't care if my logo is on a step and repeat or uh, on a golf tee somewhere you know that doesn't really make a big deal to me but i would love to give back in this way so i love that that takes that into account that um the the social media aspect of it like is huge i try to tell people all the time look you don't have anything to give, that's fine. But is there something that you're really passionate about and you want to share their message on social media? Then do that because there's only so many uh, people within a nonprofit that can be out there on social media posting here and there. And, the, you know, get after a while, it gets to be a lot. It's yeah. a lot of work. So that little what you might not feel is a uh, making a big impact really can make that big of an impact if you have a way like for of looking and seeing who would be a really great candidate for that, who would be a great candidate to share our information on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting too. I mean, we're, we're big at virtuous at seeing the whole person, yep. right? It, they're more than their pocketbook. They are a whole mm-hmm. person. And, and I think even just with what Oye is doing with hustle, right? They're looking at that entrepreneur as the whole person. Um, and, and bringing to bear, right? The resources that they need, but I think just, seeing them as valuable, right? Just as the whole person is, is really, really critical um, because then you get exponential lift, right? People want to give. People are generous. People love that. It's just somehow one, breaking through the noise of our very, very cluttered, busy lives and then making sure when that ask is something that they are driven and passionate to give. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think, man, I, I agree. I think uh, what you all are able to do with Virtuous really helps us continue to build relationships I think one of the things that you you shared <clears throat> that I wanted to comment on, David, was um, the the piece about that donor and how do we really take care of the donor. Mm. And so, one of the things with hustle, and especially as we look at donors, because we have a, we have a fair amount of donors, and we're always looking for more. P 
people are listening. We're looking. We're hustle, <laughs> on the website, oh, yeah. hustle, yeah. H-U-S-T-L-E-P-H-X.com. <laughs> There's different giving levels if you want to give. We'd love to have, have you. We will follow up with you. <laughs> but one of the things, uh, before we even ask people to give, is we want people to serve. Mm-hmm. Because everybody has a little bit of time they can give. And so we all, we have our system where we say, hey, we want people to participate and engage with Hustle before we ask them for a gift because we want them to get, uh, they, we want them to understand what we do and see the entrepreneurs, feel the the community that we're trying to build. And also we say Hustle is not just for the entrepreneurs. It's also for the uh, the volunteer, the mentor, the business mentor, because we're always needing mentors. So again, folks, if you're listening, if you have skills as a lawyer, a banker, somebody in sales, marketing, operations, even administrative skills, we can use you at Hustle. Again, Hustle, H-U-S-T-L-E, P-H-X.com. You can click and you can uh, send us a message. We will follow up with you within 24 hours, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, the, but the way we're able to build our network is that and build our funding uh, streams is to say, hey, we want people that want to serve, right, and give time, whatever this, they, they can speak for 20 minutes to a group of entrepreneurs, all the way to saying, hey, I want to serve on a board with a team and really serve that entrepreneur for a year and, and help that entrepreneur grow and scale their business. I, anyway, we're saying, hey, look, we want the volunteers, the mentors, the business mentors to be transformed by their experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not a transactional experience where they're saying, okay, hey, we just want you to give us money. No, we said we want you to be transformed by the money that you do give, uh, by participating, being engaged in our events, um, serving entrepreneurs, and also being kind of, uh, we call it, being sharpened by the other mentors because we have some very high-quality mentors, even retired folks that have sold businesses, grown businesses, doing all these things. They're saying, hey, I want to give my time. And so we even see this, this community being built amongst the mentors and the volunteers that are saying, hey, I have deals, I have things that I'm doing that, you know, you could be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so this it's this mutual relationship um, with, with our volunteers and our um, and our entrepreneurs that are ha- that happen. And from that, folks say, you know what, we want to be a part of this financially, too, because we see the transformation that's not, not only happened amongst the entrepreneurs within the community, but also within myself. And so... Um, it's been a blessing to be able to create those things and be able to see those things happen within our organization. Yeah, I really see it as being a win-win. As you were describing the whole process, I was just kind of thinking at it from, uh, you know, my standpoint. If I was to be a mentor, just thinking like, oh my gosh, think of all that you as a mentor are getting out of it as well. It's an educational experience on on both sides. But yeah, not even thinking, as you mentioned, then there's also just those possibilities of meeting up with other mentors and kind of seeing you know, learning more about them and what their background was. And if you are, you know, in in business now, even having a way to to connect that way as well. Yeah, and I think it's also just the power of giving, not just yeah. money, but time. Oh, yeah. yeah right? Uh, I think that's, a, that's just a fundamental uh, deal, that something that we have internally as human beings to be able to give back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not something that we should always be doing, especially in a, in, a, in a moment in our time when everything is about me, whether it be mm-hmm. social media, um, jobs, whatever, family, things about individuals. But I think this is, I think when you start to think about others and serve others, whether it be time, money, however you choose to do it, I think just good things happen. That's just what happens. So. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so you talked a little bit, you did a couple plugs there. Awesome. That's great. Um, but, um, so someone who is interested in being a part of Hustle, on uh, they're uh, an aspiring entrepreneur. 
What does that process look like for them? How do they get involved? Are there certain time periods throughout the year where there's like an application process? Or? Sure. So it's an application process now. and We start our programming in August and we go through May. Oh, okay. And so we kind of take the summertime to really regroup, um, analyze all of our programs and to, to tweak and, you know, change and just get, continue to get better. Mm-hmm. I think we're constantly learning from others and getting feedback from our mentors, our volunteers, our community partners and saying, how can we be better? So we take that time, uh, June and July to really kind of reset. But, uh, but August through May, we are, I call it blowing and going with entrepreneurs that are coming in and <laughs> training and developing and connecting and figuring out how we can help people grow businesses here in Phoenix and really contribute to the flourishing of the city. So Yeah, great. And then as far as the um, mentor process goes, um, if somebody wants to get involved as a mentor, you mentioned going on the website, but kind of what does that process look like? Again, is it another, like, is there an application process for that as well? It, it is also yeah. an application process, and, a, and then it's an interview. Okay. Application interview, and then we invite them, all of the mentors, to a training two-hour training where we kind of go about go through our mission, vision, and values, who we are, what we do, and then we go into detail on which ways that mentors can get involved. So after that two hours, there's a follow-up phone call. And then, so it's a really kind of a vetting process, not only for you, the mentor, to say, hey, do I want to actually serve and give my time, but also for us to get to know the skills and abilities that mentors have and how we can, because our program is so tailored to the entrepreneur, we want to say, we want to get to know that mentor to say, hey, who is the best person to connect them with? To be able, what is their experience and their background, and how can we get them plugged in to the to the experience or to serving? Because we want everybody again to be transformed by this, by the by hustle, not just the entrepreneurs. So, yeah. yeah. So speaking of those, making those connections and those partnerships, um, your your director of partnerships. <laughs> so what does that mean then for Virtuous? What is it? Um, what kinds of partnerships are you mm. looking for, and and um, how does that play out for Virtuous? Yeah. So it's actually a new role for me, um, and and what we're doing, and kind of the goal of of partnerships at Virtuous is we we're really looking for folks who serve the nonprofit world, um, who share a lot of our same mission, vision, and values of um, building better donor relationships um, and doing that in such a way that um, uh, we all kind of do complementary things. And so we, in, in my role now, it's working with a lot of fundraising consultants, marketing agencies, other technology partners, so we can kind of share the good message of uh, just kind of a new way of fundraising. Uh, part of that is, you know, we're a software system. At the end of the day, we build software, but there's so much more that goes into having a successful fundraising program and marketing. There's strategy, there's resources, there's content, there's writing, there's other technology tools, and it's a multifaceted approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, my, my goal now is to build those relationships, grow those relationships, find those people who are very passionate about helping nonprofits grow and build those donor relationships um, that we can kind of, again, um, we can share those resources with our customers and vice versa and really just building a great big ecosystem of people who love nonprofits and who want to kind of uh, uh, build them up in a very specific, similar way. But all we all kind of do it very complementary, different ways. Yeah. And you'd... Uh mentioned kind of, uh, you know, techn- the technology aspect of it. So I, you know, imagine these days nonprofits are seeing more and more mm-hmm. that they can't keep putting off what they see as maybe, oh, we don't need that because that's for a larger business or, mm-hmm. oh, that's not something that we can handle because we're, 
you know, we're a nonprofit, we're yeah. short staffed, but really, I think anymore, you really can't keep putting off a lot of the technology that's out there. And of course, it is very helpful now that, like you mentioned, there's a lot of software companies that are really niching down and, and focusing on, say, nonprofits. Yeah. But what are maybe some of the trends that you're seeing as far as tech and nonprofits? Yeah, no. So that's a great question. You know, one of the things that I, I will definitely say is um, technology is not a cure all, and I think there is sometimes this expectation that I'm gonna I'm gonna buy software and I'm gonna it's just gonna magically do things and it's just gonna problem solve like a magic wand. And, <laughs> and I, I really I really say technology is almost like a new employee. Right. You have to know why you're hiring them. They have to have a good mission and purpose for what they're doing. They have to have goals and a strategy and be able to measure it. And you wouldn't just put an employee in a desk and say, okay, great, just make things happen. Just do work. Uh, and so you, in the same way, you have to treat technology the same way. Why are we buying it? What is ultimately the goal of this software? How are we going to measure if it's doing its job? And and what's that outcome? It's not just having a cool new tool to look at that looks fancy. <laughs> it's, no, we want to raise 10% more this year. We want to grow and uh, you know uh, increase our donor retention. We want to be able to have these. Those are the goals that matter. And that's what makes whether it is hiring someone, whether it is adopting new technology, that's what makes it worth it. Um, but some of the cool things, I mean, just with technology in general, what's happening, um, one, I think, um, you know, just with what Virtuous is doing, um, everyone does expect a personal connection. So having tools that allow you to do that at scale, uh, be able to make sure that everyone, whether you're you know, a $5 donor or $5 million donor, gets the same sort of personal attention matters. Uh, we're seeing some other cool things, right, with just just more ways to give outside of time and talent. You've got no, no digital currency and, mm-hmm. and, and the ability to uh, accept digital currency and Bitcoin and things like that. And being able to, to, to now be a smaller team and still have an exponential growth without feeling like, hey, we have to hire staff and, and it has to be a heavy staff burden. Um, is some of the things that we're seeing. But but ultimately, right, at the end of this, the, the, the goal of technology should be uh, ultimately that, that donor, that, that relationship at the end um, should be really just whatever outcome it is, whether you're buying accounting software or HR software or whatnot, it's that outcome, that goal, what should it be providing that really matters. So where does Virtuous go from here? Kind of where where do you see, uh, I know Oye mentioned that, you know, you're always adding in some new um, yeah. new pieces to the CRM software. And luckily, it sounds like you've, you've got some uh, ways for it to help nonprofits along the way with that. But kind of where are you guys going with this? Yeah, so uh, a couple of cool things that I'm really excited about um, over the next year. Um, specifically to Virtuous. So again, mentioned kind of personal relationships, these things matter. So uh, Virtuous has this thing called automation and what we do. And so let's just say, for example, uh, you know, a new $500 gift comes in and we want to make sure that they get a follow-up and a thank you. So uh, essentially what you'll be able to do in Virtuous is automatically say, hey, you know, that e- that that gift came in. We want to send them a three-email welcome series to say thank you. And then we're just going to thank them three times. We're not even going to do anything else. And then two days later after that, uh, they're automatically going to get a text message delivered to their phone, maybe with a little story that says, hey, this is the impact of your gift. Here's a video of the people you're serving. Oh, I love that. A week later, they get a piece of mail in uh, in their mailbox. It's a postcard or a thank you letter. Uh, and that's, again, thanking them in a different way. So Virtuous, we are going to be fully multi-channel automation. So all of that that I described, mm-hmm. the emails, that letter, that text message, you didn't lift a finger. Right. That was just done in the background. Mm-hmm. And so being able to make sure that you're reaching donors on the channels that matter to them, 
And then also doing some cool things on the web. So we're able to, if a donor were to come and give and they give on your giving form, uh, we're able to dynamically change what the gift form looks like the next time. So we could say, hey, you know, someone came, came and gave $50, but we did some analytics on the background afterwards. We actually realized that they were a successful tech entrepreneur and they just had a big exit. And so next time when they come to that giving form, we're going to change what options they have there. So instead of our normal $50, $100, $200 gift, we're going to change that to say maybe it starts at $500 this time. So right. even the forms and the things that they see online on your website can be presented to them personally and individually. Um, which, again, when you think about Amazon and ESPN and Domino's and all these places, they're, they're doing a lot of this today. Um, when I buy my Nikes on Amazon, a couple days later, it's going to say, hey, here's some laces and shoe polish, and here's some right. other cool <laughs> ones you might want to buy. And and that's great. But, you know, I, I like Nikes. They're okay. I, but I don't love them. But I really, really care and am passionate about the causes I give to. So right. when I see that, that just gets me excited. Um, and that's that's what we want. We want that same idea, but we're really focused for nonprofits so they can build that excitement. And again, be able to do it without feeling like you have to have an army of volunteers or staff in the background just like stuffing envelopes and writing messages. And we want to get rid of the vanilla email. No more email blasts. No more impersonal communication. Everything can be personalized. And when you do, right, you just you feed in their heart. You're feeding that. And and they tend to be more generous and more involved because they feel like they're a part of it. Yeah. They are a part of it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's great. That's awesome. And how about Hustle? Where What do you got on the horizon for Hustle Phoenix? Yes, uh, to continue to work with Virtuous. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I saw you making some notes over there. I wonder if he's going to be following up with yep. you afterwards, like, oh, hey, yeah. when do I get this feature? Exactly. <laughs> the, the multi-channel automation? Yes. Oh, that would, like, save my life. Because, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, we have some things that we're doing yeah. manually, but now that so where are we going with hustle i think our branding is very specific um and so if you look at our branding it says hustle and then under it it says phx right and so the way we started we knew or we had an idea you know if this works we want to take this across the country mm-hmm. and so uh where we're going is that <clears throat> essentially every we want to be in every major inner city uh, throughout the country and be able to provide business and business training, development, and uh, uh, relationship building for these communities. And so we see us going to Hustle LAX, Hustle Tucson, Hustle PDX in Portland, Hustle NYC in New York, Hustle uh, ORD in Chicago. So all the airport codes, all the major inner cities, we want to be there. And we want to take Virtuous with us because there's donors in those cities also. Yeah. Bring it on. And so we're building out our processes and uh, obviously our operations plans to be able to uh, essentially uh, operationalize our work to be able to say, hey, if another city wants to bring this to their city uh, with the right donors and, and funding, mm-hmm. you know, it can happen. Yeah. And so um, so those are the things we're working on now. Uh, so in the next three Three years, we'll start to grow into those other That's uh, great. markets to really serve those other communities, too, and how we're able to be able to serve Phoenix. So, yeah. yeah, that is awesome. And I think I saw something online. You mentioned August. So the August date's coming up. I think I saw it on your Instagram. Sure. Um, that's for the next um, kind of cohort of 
yes. entrepreneurs that you have going through. So, so we call it Hustle 101. Okay. So that's the, the next, I believe it's August 27th. Perfect. Yeah, so I need to read Instagram again. <laughs> <laughs> all the, our staff puts all those things out. <laughs> so right, they, make, they know what's going on. Yeah. No, yeah. But no, I think, uh, yeah, so we'll have our Hustle 101 okay. classes starting again in South Phoenix, and then uh, we'll move on from there. Yeah, so, perfect. Yeah. And then um, I also have a little note here that you have something coming up with AZTV. Sure, sure. So uh, we have a partnership with AZTV um, where every Tuesday uh, we are we have one of our entrepreneurs on their morning show talking about their business and how their business is not only impacting themselves, their family, but also the community. And so we'll, we'll start that in the fall. We did it last fall. If you go to aztv.com slash hustlephx, you can see all of the segments from many of our entrepreneurs and our programs that have been on that, that television station and sharing uh, marketing is essentially their businesses to yeah. the Phoenix community. And so we'll we'll start that again in the fall. So yeah. we'll be looking out That's for that. That's super exciting because I definitely, if we, I'm, I'm looking at my time, I'm like, oh no, I run on here like all the success stories. Like, what are they <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah. Why are they now? Yes. You know, where would I see them? Yes. Um, how can I use their business? I, how can I use their business? Yeah, yeah most definitely. <laughs> so. so how, other than on AZTV, um, are your hustle success stories highlighted? Anywhere they are. They are. If you go out? to our YouTube page, Page, they're highlighted oh, there. Oh, perfect. Um, and so, yep. So we're, we're constantly trying to push out more stories yeah, yeah. to let people know, hey, this is what's happening and this is how you can be involved. And not only that, but this is how you can use their business, right? right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's the point. We want to bring business into those entrepreneurs to help them grow. Yeah. You know? And what types of, I mean, quick overview, what types of businesses have you seen kind of come through the doors there? Ideas for businesses and I guess ideas came through the door and businesses walked sure, out the door. They have everything from group homes to uh, gourmet waffle cones Ooh. to barbershops to um, you know tech companies. Yeah. I mean the, the, you know, there's, there's a a wide array yeah. of different types of businesses. Yeah. I would say most of the businesses are service related. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we do have a fair amount of products that are being developed also from a lot of our entrepreneurs too. And so there's a wide array from auto glass shops. I mean, there, there's so many yeah. um, that we get to touch and to be able to work with. And so it's exciting for me. I, I get to, I mean, I, yeah, I love the diversity of the, the whole time. I was like, I got to make sure I ask what are the, what sure. kinds of businesses are coming sure. out of this? Because I just think it, with the amount, like you said, with all those ideas that are out there, just being able to kind of get them in and harness that and, get them that focus that they need. I could just imagine some of the successes that are coming out of that. Sure. And and I would say this, uh, one of the things that we do for our donors, right? So we, so virtuous, they send us, uh, when we can, we can log in, when we open up the the app on our computers, we can see like who hasn't given in a while, right? So they give us that information. I can see my, I I always, sometimes the dashboard is depressing because I'm like, oh, we're not doing good this month. We got to raise it, get our fundraising. But it's a dashboard. And it's, you know, you can see what you did last year and how, how you're doing this year. Right? And so that's always like glaring to me. Like, yeah. okay, we got to raise, we got to do things, you know. So not every month, yeah. but some one or two of the months this year, I was like, okay, I don't like the way this dashboard looks. <laughs> <laughs> what button can I push to make this yeah. look different? <laughs> you know, it's good though, right? Because yeah. you yeah. get the honest truth. Like yep. Virtuous sees what you're doing, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, through the, the software. So we can always stay on top of our fundraising. But one of the things we do when we thank donors, 
And we send them these cards, which they're animated now, so it'd be awesome. But, yes. <laughs> yes. but we send thank you cards out just randomly to some of our donors. Mm-hmm. And we put the business cards of some of our businesses Ooh, I like that. in those thank you cards to say, hey, thank you. This is the business. This is one of the businesses you supported yeah. uh, with, with, with your gift. Right. And we'd love for you to, you know, frequent that business yeah. or, or build a relationship with that business and use that company and then tell other people about it because that's how the businesses grow. Right. Yeah. People do business with people. Sounds they know, like, like something else. Virtuous could be building into yeah. their CRM. You <laughs> so you knew what businesses to send their way. <laughs> we yeah. heard that you uh, got a chip in your windshield. We just wanted to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like, how did they know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that you posted on Facebook that you got a chip in your windshield. <laughs> Oh, that, that's a good idea. I know. That's a business right there waiting to start. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I love just to use the word virtuous. It's the virtuous cycle that that uh, hustle creates, where we invest in entrepreneurs who then in turn invest in the city, and then their businesses invest back in those donors yeah. through contributions to their business, and then they create those businesses, create new donors, and everything is just it's this wonderful circle that uh, that they create and. Uh, can multiply just over yeah. and over again and excited for just all these, just some of the coolest ideas mm-hmm. coming to fruition now through Hustle. Yeah. yeah. We're calling it the virtuous circle. I think that's a new yeah. <laughs> we got a brand that, the virtuous circle. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, we are running out of time, but I want to make sure that um, we can, at the end here, give you a couple, uh, a minute or so to talk about if somebody wants to reach out and get in touch with you, um, how would they do so? Um, we'll have, when this turns turned into a podcast and posted on the website, mm-hmm. all of your contact information, everything will be there. But if somebody's listening right now, um, David, we'll start with you. There's a nonprofit out there and they're listening right now and they think this is a perfect fit for us. How do they learn more? Yeah. So our website's virtuouscrm.com. A um, lot of great resources, videos, a great Hustle Phoenix testimonial video on there mm-hmm. um, where you can learn, play around, get get a feel for what we do. Um, and then definitely ways on the website to reach out. Uh, if you ever want to get a hold of me specifically, David C. at virtuouscrm.com. Happy to help again in any way I can, uh, whether it's through Virtuous or any other resources I have. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, hustle. I we've heard the we've heard the website several times now, but you do have a couple of things coming up. So um if people want to be involved, whether it's as an entrepreneur or as a mentor, um, is there still time for them to sign up to do that? Yes, right away. We oh, love, we love to have them. So again, hustle H U S T L E P H X dot com. If you want to reach out to me, it's Oye, O-Y-E dot Waddell, W-A-D-D-E-L-L at HustlePHX.com. I love to be able to connect with folks and that are listening and be able to build those relationships. It's all about relationships. So. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, great. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. I always say at the beginning, I gosh, people think 60 minutes, that's a long time. And then next thing you know, I'm like, dang it. Time flies when you're having fun. Like, I definitely want to hear about all those different businesses, but I will definitely check them out on YouTube because I really want to, I really want to help them out and support them. So anyway, um, that is the um, end of our show today. You've been listening to 3C Amplified, where we share how others are connecting, creating, and collaborating to amplify their impact. And we hope we've inspired you to do the same in your community. Until next time, I'm Jacqueline DeStrumps with Another Hand Advantage. Let me help create a digital marketing strategy to put your organization's mission in front of your target audience and highlight the impact you're having in your community. 
Visit anotherhandadvantage.com to learn more and connect.